detective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again. Another episode. This time we're in the action genre. The Fugitive from '93. Is this our first Harrison Ford picture? I th- it think it be. could be. I think so. Mm. Crank the old bus. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Yeah. Before we get into that though, quick bit up or down. <laughs> quick bit up or down. Terminator Dark Fate trailer dropped. Directed by Tim Miller, who did Deadpool, stars Arnie and Linda Hamilton, produced by James Cameron. What do you guys think <laughs> before I get to my thoughts? It didn't do a lot for me. Is uh, it a down or an up? <sighs> sort of. <laughs> I think it's a down. The opening part of it with the, the Terminator chasing behind them, where he kind of... Going Milk through the windscreen. Yeah. Mm. I looked at that and I'm like, that's not that much, you know, it's not that far removed from what the T-1000 was doing. Yeah. Like, we're supposed to be blown away by that. And it did look fairly cool, but it's like, what's what's new here? Where are we going here? Uh, but as it all played out, I just didn't, it just left me cold for some reason. Yeah. There's barely a, a mention of Arnie in it. I don't, only in a I don't one want one sequence. I, to be honest, I don't want Arnie to have anything to do with the next Terminator. <laughs> Just not because uh, <laughs> is it like I'm like my friend. That shit is redundant. Like it, even even in the second one, I'll T eight hundred. Yeah, I don't necessarily want him looking like a giant, like six two bodybuilder because it's so conspicuous. Like the you'd think you'd want him to just like hide in the shadows, right? What about um? What about the Terminator Salvation? The the deleted scene, General Candy or whatever. <laughs> Do you want Arnie like that? Oh, oh my god! Is that? Oh yeah, I remember that. that yeah, was the fun. one where it's Arnie and he's sitting there going, "Ah, oh, the state of the hour with that big Texan <laughs> accent," and they go to the other guy. Well, can we do something about his accent? And the guy, the guy that responds, goes. Well, we can fix it. <laughs> it's, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I wonder if it was on the cutting room floor, is that what you're telling me? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, the fourth one wasn't very good, hey? I'm, no. I just don't see where they can take it no. to keep it interesting. It's just going to be a cash-in with a few special effects. Nor right? was the last one. The last one yeah, was... They were all... My, my, I, my, I am a hard down. I believe. Even it happened. I believe Gibbo, okay. Gibbo was also a hard down. No, he, he, sounded like was, so uh, he is not interested. I'm keen to see what it is because oh, I did like it in the coming in and just bazookering the shit yeah, out. Yeah, that was one. That was probably the one bit where I was kind of like, yeah, okay, I can get on board with yeah. it. But it just the rest of it just it didn't didn't look like we're getting anything. I can't wait to see. I can't time. wait to see the bit where she like thinks she has the knowledge on these things. She's the but then gets surprised by something different it can do. Mm. I'm no. hoping. I'm hoping they've just they've held it all back. And yeah, well, they didn't do it for the last one, so maybe they've learned a lesson. Yeah, from well, that. that was one of their biggest mistakes in the last one. But but my problem is this: I love the Terminator, I love the first film and the sequel, but to me that story was told. Yeah. At the end of part two, and I've at this stage been proven correct by the fact that the last three films have been all shit. Yeah. Right. There's, yeah, probably, see, good, the there's pro- probably good stories to tell, but they seem to have not been able to find them, find the right people. Well, the thing for me is... And it just doesn't do it for maybe me. Maybe it has a new shell, right? There's always, there's, always, there's always a good story out there somewhere. 
I just don't know why they're why they're butchering it. Like the concept is is there for for someone to do something with. It's like the predator stuff, mate. Yeah. Like mm. we've got a couple of decent ones out of there. We've got some stinkers there too, but there's some ideas to run with. Oh, of course. And as I've said to you, the Terminator TV series was pretty good. The Sarah Connor chronic. It Sarah just Connor seems that um, pretty good. Paramount or whoever they're working with just seems like James Cameron. Don't get me wrong. He's back in a producing role, but he was spruiking Genesis. Mm. He was spruiking Genesis. So I don't take him... I take his stuff with a grain of salt. Yeah. I take it as... I'd spruik it too. He's, got the, he's, got, the, Cameron's he's back. got the bends from being down in the sea too. Yeah. He said, he, he's finally got the rights back in his own hands. He says, oh, yeah, look, I'll produce... But I, I need honestly, some good cash so I can honestly, get... Honestly, I don't think... I've got Avatar sequels. He doesn't give mate. a flying fuck about Terminator anymore. No. He's just, it's just the cash cow. That's exactly. all it is. He told he's his story. His, he's, he's building his boats and going to the bottom of the ocean and filming <laughs> 17 more Avatar movies. So he exactly. hasn't got any time for Terminator. Yeah. I'll listen to him And talk. he told I'm his... so interested in James Cameron. <laughs> he's building it. Do you know what he's doing at the moment? He's building... Like, this is his legit building the uh, some sort of a sphere... To go to go to the bottom of the ocean, yeah. so he can he can check it out himself. Yep. He's no, but he did insane. do that, didn't he? So when you yeah, doing that, put it together. But the, I think he wants to make it just a, a general. So thing think about think about the time that's taken up in your life, and whether you can punch out a Terminator script. <laughs> 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 he's not punching out any Terminator script. I think, he's not I think someone just dropped it on his dropped it on his desk, and he didn't even fucking flick through it. Rubber stamp, bingo. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Just I'm put producing. my name on the credits. And, and, and later on, he was cut. told, he was tapped on the shoulder and said, "Yeah, you're producing this film. You've got to do press." And he's like, "Oh, what? <laughs> I do press? Ah, <laughs> oh, bloody hell!" So he's just sitting there going, "Oh, it's brilliant." It comes right back to the second film. The was he, is, he was involved in the leader, right? That was his. Yeah. Oh, he's. He wrote the script. I, I think, think he wrote the script, but I think it had been kicking around for a few yeah. years. So this was this was before he was building ocean vessels. <laughs> he told his Terminator story mm. in the first and the second. Yeah, and the second one's just so good that I could never be satisfied going in. Yes, really. The, to be honest, T like, two. I mean, seeing that guy come out of the windscreen in the new trailer, I was just like, still doesn't look as good as T two. No, it doesn't. And I'm like. So a movie from fucking 30 years ago still wipes the floor with you. Yeah. Yeah, like... so good. Because I remember, and I probably said this on the podcast before, I went and saw T2 in the, the old cinema in Civic. That, that They had one cinema oh, that was yeah. massive. And it was a full house. And people were absolutely gobsmacked when T1000 came out mm. onto screen. You just not... You don't, you don't get that anymore. And... Maybe it's time for Cameron to step aside and we find someone who might have a story idea. Let's get more interested. Let's get yeah. He's done that. <laughs> no, just step right aside. Stop cashing checks. You know, just step fully out of it and say, well, look, it's someone else's baby now and we want someone with fresh ideas. It just feels like they're treading over the same ground. Let's just cut, out, out, net, the, let's just cut out the middleman and fucking sell it to Disney. See if everyone else is interested in that. All right. So we're, we're all hard down on that one, I think. Yeah, I think so. I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm still, still kind of interested. I'm still going to see it and there's still just a... It's like, you know, there's just a, there's one ember on the fire that's still burning for Terminator. <laughs> The last ember flew up, landed in me boot. <laughs> I'm not happy. Yeah, the last ember set your fucking pants on for. <laughs> You've been filthy ever since, mate. Now, this is more, more right in my wheelhouse for good laughs, but 
Sylvester recently said that he's considering doing a streaming series version of Cobra. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Oh, Why yeah. am I not taking this seriously? As I said, mate, you were dirty that you were dirty that we were in for more Rambo. Imagine how you're going to be when we're in for more Marion Cabretti. <laughs> no, because surely Stallone might be in it. No, I don't think he'll be in it. But the way he was talking about it, it was it was an absolute bloody nice mate. He was sitting there, he was talking about how it was. Um, Oh, we, we messed it up, but it was such a great opportunity to. We had it. We had all this, you know. We had this visions and all this sort of stuff, and I messed it up. But we're still, you know, we're still trying to get it on a screen on a streaming service. Oh so. my God, Sylvester! I don't think. I think where Sylvester is mistaken that it wasn't. It wasn't your fault, Sylvester. <laughs> it was everyone's fault. <laughs> Everyone that had any ideas about that one <laughs> messed it up. <laughs> I love the fact that the article I read ended with the film was critically panned. <laughs> yeah, perhaps I should read that line <laughs> before he starts putting together a TV yeah. theory. Everyone knows what it is, though. It's got yeah. some, it's got some it's, recognition, right? I think it's one of those kind of you know ironic favourites. Like you know, it's yeah. really stupid, but it's it's Sylvester, and it's one of you know one, in, and well, in the it's 80s of his, Sylvester. Too, and it's the know? height of eighties excess and yeah. bullshit, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so you know what. <laughs> and Sylvester can't wait like, to bring it to be like the 90s and 2000s. Well, I'm currently in tears talking about it, but if it was on Netflix today, I'd stream the whole <laughs> fucking season. <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> yeah, true. So it on. <laughs> Sylvester would have to be in it. And it'd have to be set oh, in the I, I know he's still alive. How does Marion Cobretti look in modern day? It doesn't happen. It doesn't work. <laughs> got to be set in the 80s. He's, he's got tight diesel jeans on and he's Marion he doesn't pass his fucking probation at the police officer in the modern day. Uh, Marion, uh, can you just drop past HR? They've got to have another chat to you, mate. Yeah, there's a three strikes in your out policy, Marion, and currently you've hit strike four. <laughs> you've recently been driving around like an arsehole. Um, I see... No reason to watch this, <laughs> but I probably will. <laughs> I think this one may see through. I think. No, Sly, I, don't think, I think Sly was in a, a drugged haze or something. Mate, he's he's just in. Um, he's just getting overexcited about the reception he got <laughs> yeah. to the Rambo trailer. Oh yeah, hang on. Let's bring that up. I was a hard out on Rambo Last Blood. They leaked the trailer yeah. from Khan. Yep. I'm hard in. <laughs> straight back in. It doesn't take much to grab me, but I'm straight back into it. Yeah, I saw it. Slime was, slime was on point. It's coming together beautifully. It looks <laughs> the, trailer, the trailer's coming together beautifully. I don't think the film's not. But, yeah, look, look. Rambo last part, it looked like it had that, you know, it, it went for sort of an emotional heartstrings type of trailer somewhat. You know the end of uh, of the Rambo franchise, so I came back in immediately. <laughs> Mate, Sylvester's very invested. invested. Sylvester's yeah. cooking up that crow as we speak. Yeah, yeah. he's ready. It's juicy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move on to our feature for the evening. Here's the trailer for 1993's The Fugitive. I came home. There was a man in my house. He had an artificial arm. 
Are you saying that I killed my wife? Are you saying that I crushed her skull and that I shot her? Listen up, we have a fugitive that's been on the run for 90 minutes. Average foot speed over uneven ground barring injury is four miles an hour. That will give you a radius of six miles. What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or doghouse in this area. Checkpoints will go up at 15 miles. Your fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. Go get him. The Fugitive from 1993, directed by Andrew Davis, who directed Under Siege. Produced by Arnold Coppelson, who produced Platoon and Seven. It's written by Jeb Stewart, who wrote Die Hard and Lock Up. And David Toohey, who wrote Waterworld and Pitch Black. And it's based on characters created by Roy Huggins. It stars Harrison Ford as Dr. Richard Kimball, Tommy Lee Jones as Samuel Gerard. Cela Ward as Helen Kimball and Jerome Crabb as Dr. Charles Nichols. Budget was a solid $44 million and it made $368 million worldwide. Now, originally, Julianne Moore's character had a bigger role in the film. Even after she exposes him briefly, Kimball was to have sought her out for help and eventually fall for her. Oh, These God, scenes were filmed and deleted that. from the final cut. This is the reason why her name is still credited as one of the main stars. <laughs> that would be bloody horrible. I know. If they, if on his the vengeance, Lord, somebody <laughs> smartened oh up on that. God. All right, Manny. Since you've seen this one, I saw not this the one. Fugitive Two. <laughs> it's a start for that. <laughs> what? We just confirmed that you weren't watching the '60s TV series. Before, yeah. That's what we're talking about, right? Or, or the '90s <laughs> revamp TV series. Um, Give it to us, mate. Yeah, we'll um, look, I, I watched this. I was interested the whole way. I liked the banter. I liked the plot. Some of it was a bit telegraphed, but I'm, I enjoyed the whole movie, and maybe especially after watching the, the previous <laughs> week's non-movie that I wasn't meant to. I, I really, really enjoyed this one, so I'm happy to give it. Like, like I said, when I first watched it, four and a half, but thinking back to some of the holes in it, four, easily four. All right, Jared. Yeah, I'm pretty much in line there. I think it uh, does a really good job of keeping you on your toes the whole way. Some very good acting performances. The story is satisfying enough when it all unravels and it, it keeps you invested for the entire runtime. So, 
Yes. Oh, I probably went for the four and a half, I think. Four and a half? I think it's solid. A lot of the stuff's derivative since, and I mm. I hadn't seen it yeah. before, so I was sort of, I must be like a bit jaded from that, for sure, but... Um, Look, for me... if you I, saw I, that in I, cinema, that would have been awesome. Yeah, I, I'm in your... You, I'm sort of in your range, Matty. I gave it four. It's tense. It's a good, solid chase film. Mm. It gets heaps of mileage out of two really committed performances. Yep. There's a little bit of sag in the middle for me. That's personal. And uh, Kimball at times, he's the most wanted man in the world, but he's just wandering into hospitals. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> getting information however he feels like. But you let that go because even the reveal of what, what it was all about... I was initially thinking about that, thinking, I remember that being a bit confusing and a bit mm. kind of convoluted, but when you actually watch it, they, they lay it out pretty well. Straight down yeah, the line. Straight yeah. down the line. Even the stuff about swapping tissue samples and everything, yeah. it just kind of comes together really well. Mm. Yeah, and so four out of five for me. Mm. To kick off, Tommy Lee Jones won an Oscar for this, and he's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But Harrison Ford, you know? Equally as good. Yeah. Doesn't look, he play aloof look, look, so well? Harrison can't fly a plane. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give him that. And Look, I'll give him some credit. I believe he's rescued people in his plane, but yeah. on, on these days he shouldn't be flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, re- he rescues him off a mountain and then takes it down into a golf course. Yeah, well, he nearly he nearly undid all that good work by sending the fucking the passenger jet off the fucking runway. But anyway, I think uh, yeah, he's excellent, and Tommy Lee Jones. Is just because one of them is on screen at all time, basically yeah. mm-hmm. at all times. It's it's just you constantly just being delivered these excellent performances from go to woe. Yeah. The funny thing for me is uh, even when Tommy Lee Jones is at career best and he's likable, he's still playing a gruff, yeah, yeah. likable asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you have character development too and they put lines in there that you're like ah like that's interesting and then they bring it back later on you yeah. know yeah. and I, as I said before it's a cat and mouse game between two intelligent characters yeah not Ford's on the run he's been falsely accused and the police are all idiots well I think that's somehow some, sometimes this is how those movies play out well the police in this the Chicago the police, police yeah the Chicago police are yeah, yeah. but the, one of the best things they they did was that Tommy Lee Jones is, although his job is still to catch Kimball and he's still doing that, he's still picking up the pieces as he goes along and the doubt's creeping yeah. in and he's investigating the other angles mm. and, yeah. you know, you kind of knew that's where it was going to go. It sort of had to, but it's better than the alternative of getting someone who's just blatantly refusing to see what's in front of them. Yeah. And it's, I actually love the banter between him and his team. Yeah. It's a real natural vibe to it. Excellent. It's, it's really, really nice. Mm. It feels like a family mm. kind of thing, and I really like that, and I think that works out really well. Yeah, but, the likes of Joe Pantoliano are yeah. playing off him pretty well. It's and as so you good. said, you uh, don't let him give her any shit about your ponytail. Let him go, man. And shit like that, the donuts and coffee and all that. And I, 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 the thing I love about it being like a two-hander is that he always feel Kimball's being hunted. There, there's no time where he's the character's getting a breath. Yeah, and as yeah. an, the audience member, you're not getting the breath either. That's it. Because you know that Gerard's still there. Mm. And as you said, like he's he kind of wanders around and finds you know finds his way into wherever <laughs> he, he sort wants of to stumbles go. into the um yeah, into the bloody prosthetics he's area. He's not even bothering to put a scarf on or a bloody Groucho mask <laughs> yeah, or anything right. like that. Like, but pops the collar. That's it. It kind of adds to this sense of. 
fuck, you're sitting there going, just be careful. Yeah, yeah. Just, Come on, what are you doing, man? And I love that line from Gerard where he goes, you're not going to use the press. And he's like, I don't know. We want him to settle back in, trying to re-establish his life. Mm. You know, basically, he's going to cock up somewhere along the line. Yeah. If, we, if we put the press out there, he knows he goes underground. So those things are really cool. You know, mm. The direction is excellent because they really everything's clean and crisp. All the action scenes and the tense scenes, you know everything exactly what's going on. It's got a real high sort of quality about it. And it's just, it, it's really well edited as well. Mm. I think some of the editing work, um, when they're cutting in between Gerard come, you know, coming after him and Kimball trying to make a bolt out of one of the, you know, like out of the hospital or the prison, which the prison one's one of my favourite sequences where he's trying to get out of the prison. Mm. But it's just really well directed and edited. Andrew Davis went the, uh, the Gregory Hoblet route. <laughs> he went up. Top of the world. Top of the world. And then TV movies. And... Oh, did you remember Collateral Damage? Mm, Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> <laughs> well forgotten that one. Oh yeah, steer clear of that. And what? as a director, he gets excellent performances mm. out of everyone, and that's the mark of a good director is to actually get your actors to produce um, in this type of film. One of the best scenes for me, for some reason, was the opening police interview. Yeah, I love it. it yeah, it played out just like now that you see all these Netflix docos and you see these kind of. You know the the futility that some people face in the police in the face of police that have made up their mind about what's happened yeah. and try to make the questioning go that way. The the fact that he's like breaking down, going, you know, they kill my wife, and then you hear whilst he's doing that, that guy's peppering him and he's going, "What do you look his hair? What color his eyes? It just it plays out on that futility so well. It's just like well, it doesn't matter what he says; they they've made up their mind. Yeah, and it's just yeah. It works but out I really love well. the fact the that that first fifteen minutes gives us a quick understanding of their relationship through flashbacks while he's being interviewed. Yeah, his version of events. And I really love that bit where he starts going, when I came home, there was a man in my house. I fought with that man. You find that man, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously he's just talking to nobody, you know? Yeah. Like he's just talking, they're not listening to him at all. And we also get that quick flashback of being at that gala where we meet some key people that will yeah. come back later. Yeah. But you don't know it yet. All you're getting is this kind of sense of Kimball... You know, You're focused he, entirely on yeah, him, on, Kimball. on what he's doing. Yeah. The other stuff doesn't is and irrelevant. By, by fifteen point. minutes, he's been um, arrested, charged, and convicted. On the bus, yeah. And on the bus. <laughs> yeah. And the conviction. Let's be honest. And taking back what you said before about the Netflix docos, with all the evidence, you would think he did it. Yeah. Well, think about yeah. it. No. Yeah. No. No. Fingernails. Um, we had scratches on his face. No forced entry. Mm. He, it's his gun. Her, her phone call that says, Richard, he's trying to kill me. Yeah. You'd think that could he, disprove some you of could see how, You could see how yeah, a, a prosecution time, would do it. At that point in time, in 1993 or whatever yeah. it was, it's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. Like, case done, you know. I'd be like questioning, though, how's, how is his... I, I had a big problem with, with the whole... Uh, he's, the, he's like the whitest guy ever. It's got to be like all the character references. Like, I don't see how they would convict this yeah. bloke. But I love the fact that it was, it was, you could cop it. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't the way really they think laid about it out, that you could until cop later it. on. Yeah. You could actually cop the fact that, yeah, like, because a prosecutor would leap all over that shit. Yeah. 
and your defence depart, your defence team's going, it was the one-armed man. Everyone's in there, everyone's going, what? That's not going to be your defence, surely, though. You're not picking a prosthetic arm, Blake. No, but you are, because that's what he'd all been saying the whole time. Mm. I fought with a one-armed man. There was a one-armed man in my house. Yeah. I mean, there's your defence. Did some defence leads going, Oh, this shit, we're in big trouble. <laughs> who's, got, who's got the heart to tell him? Yeah, imagine that. I would have yeah, gone the sleepwalking route, personally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I was asleep. I didn't know what was going yeah, on. He's telling me four to one, oh man. Um, Judge, can we have a little conversation about insanity, please? And things like that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. It's it works really well for this. The insurance, the insurance money. That yeah, was another thing. It works having. really well for this, but you can see how it was a natural for Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> 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 it was a one-eyed, one-eyed, one-legged, one-eyed man. <laughs> what does he say to him in that film? He says, oh, yeah, shoot yourself in the head. Of plan. <laughs> uh, if I'm correct, shoot yourself in the head three times. <laughs> ah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is that, on, is that movie on stand? I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that. Oh, dear. I also love the fact that the bus crash is excellent. Yeah, that whole scene's good. And it... You're looking because you actually feel away. like, holy shit, he's not going to get out of it. Yeah, you're looking at <laughs> him straight away to to solve. Oh, he's a doctor. We'll yeah. get, we'll unlock him, and then he escapes somehow. Yeah, yeah. But well, then well, yeah. everything else that unfolds, they they give it a bit of time, and he gets away, and it's just so much more satisfying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love the fact that he gets an injury too, because it chucks another obstacle yeah. in his way. The, the pace Which you forget that about later was, on, though. The pace yeah. that Harrison was moving out of the crash, I thought it was Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't moving with no, like <laughs> But I also love the fact that he basically saves the guard, Yeah, yep. and then he looks to the other guard and says, help me out. And the bloke just goes, you're on your own. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Pisses off, you know. And then he takes the credit for it yeah, later yeah, on. that's right, yeah. Cheeky little fella. Ugh. Good moustache, though. <laughs> Great move. <laughs> um, Again, I just can't forget him being, have him on his hands and knees in a toilet, plunging dunnies and his Deuce Bigelow's father, I believe. So that's the only, that's the only thing I can remember him from. I felt Why like does that, this movie have so many links to stupid? I don't know. <laughs> I felt like that bus was a bit like the Freddy Krueger bus. <laughs> I was watching it going. Oh, that school bus time. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I also I love the fact that he says to him, on. "You listen here. I don't care which way you go, but just don't come my way." And then he says to him, "Hey, be good." And he just kind of looks at him and smiles, and that's it, you know. And and again, it comes back later. Yeah. But I actually forgot about him, mm. which is surprising because I've seen this movie so many times, but I almost forgot about the bloke. Yeah. And I love the way it comes back. Yeah, I watched that straight away, and I was like, "Nah, he's coming back. They're gonna, he's, he's gonna be the guy that they're gonna pin later on." That that thing with the bus, though, with the guy, I just, I, I love the the words. Like, I looked back at the words, and I was like, "Give me a hand with this man." He's like, "To hell with you, Doc!" And then he jumps out. It's so much funnier when you read it back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's superb dialogue. Yeah. That's natural. That feels out of um, Rob Wilkins. <laughs> oh. Gerard, obviously they didn't have the car. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to play the toll. <laughs> He's got like the game. <laughs> <that's great. laughs> oh man, I'm watching that shit tomorrow. <laughs> um, um, oh, Gerard's okay. introduction at the yeah. accident scene is awesome, and probably the best monologue of the entire movie, where mm. he does the bit. But I love the fact that he, he says, you know, oh, we found leg irons with no legs in them, you know? Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? 
I have a large, straight away he's making them look like idiots. Yeah, right? I have a large caveat to that scene, but his work in it is yeah. top notch. The Thank way that he kind of just, you know, they brush him off and he kind of just wastes his wastes his moment to interject and yeah. then just tears it apart. It's yeah. like, yeah, that was. And top then he notch. just whips out the whole, you know, our fugitive's name's Doctor Richard Kimball. Go get him. It immediately establishes his cred because he, yeah. he, he tears what they're doing apart, but then as soon as he takes over... He gets right on it. He just gives you... Roadblocks. Everything he says, yeah, yeah, the way he talks about the foot speed. Yeah. So the average foot speed is four kilometres or whatever it is, and then he's like, he's been on the run for 90 minutes, that gives us six miles, we need a radius of this and that, yeah. and it's like, okay, this guy's done this shit before. Yeah, and he's done yeah, it yeah. a lot, and yeah. he's done it well, like... And, and just straight away when he says to the to the guard as well, yeah, do you want to change your bullshit story? <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, oh, he's he's just gonna just start tearing tearing assholes and yeah, and making this a legitimate. Kimball actually makes like I like the fact that they take a bit of time to make. He makes decent decisions. He gets some clothing. Uh, he changes his clothing, so he gets out of the jumpsuit. Yeah. He goes to the hospital to f- to get medication for his yeah. wound. He then shaves. And they still throw in those little tight sort of tense moments where he's in the he's in the bathroom and yeah. she goes, oh, you've drunk all your water. I better get out of shit. Oh, he's behind the door. Oh, oh, Mr. Johnson does not know what's going on yeah. around him. And he misses right. out on bacon that. and egg breaky, oh, the bastard. Yeah. The, best thing, the best is like, oh, we're thirsty today. And he's just like a vegetable in there. <laughs> 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 it's not setting off any red flags. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Johnson hasn't had a drink in six weeks. <laughs> he's knocked over his old water bottle this morning. <laughs> and... I love the fact that I really had to laugh at that sequence where he comes out and he's got the, yeah, he's shaved his beard and everything, he's slicked his hair back and he's dressed in the doctor's kit. He's walking yeah. on the boat and goes, Doc, have you seen this guy? 6'2", yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And he says, uh, every time I look in the mirror, uh, without the beard, and he goes, Doc. And he fucking flies on that. That's right. Sorry. They build the tension. Yeah, yeah. You so think for a second he's going to go, yeah. that's you. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's good. Inconspicuously steals an ambulance. I was like, that was. There's <laughs> a dis- yeah, why not? That's Go a dislike. That's a dislike for me. I also liked when he's uh, when he says, "Oh, this man's got a whatever he says, a puncture or whatever." And the guy's wheeling him in and goes, "How can he tell that from looking at his face?" <laughs> <laughs> they played some of that stuff out really well. Like, those opening hospital bits. Yeah. I really like the scene in the sewer pipes. Yeah, before we get to that though, in the in the tunnel before that, yeah, <laughs> how polite is uh, Tommy Lee to everyone? Get back in your car, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that that guy looked like George Wentz. He was, he was blowing <laughs> up the last. <laughs> and he just shuts up. <laughs> he does it later on too. He, he says to that girl, she starts crying. He just goes, "Shut up." Yeah, <laughs> we've got to go for. It. I like that. I like that whole. Bit. Um, I, I really like that, and I, and I think that that you know, I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I think Tommy Lee. It was such, it was such a actually, notable. He was improvising. Thing. He changed it. Yeah, it was something else. It was supposed to be. Uh, I can't remember what the line. Yeah, was, he was supposed he to. Um, to, he was supposed to sort of feel for him or something like that. Yeah. It was supposed to be more. It was of supposed a, to be like a kind of a cold response, but a, you know, basically, this is my job kind of thing. But he rewrote it to "I don't care." Yeah, which works. So it works yeah. tremendously yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. at that point, what's he going to do? He's just like, yeah. Mm. That when he reveals that second gun too, that didn't expect it. Yeah. I liked it. Pulls yeah. it out of his little pack. Mm. I've got a dislike to this sequence that happens before it, but I kind of like the little sort of bait and switch of the um, we've got Kimberly shacked up with a woman. We're going in, and it turns out to be 
the other bloke. Copeland. Yeah, Copeland, yeah. 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 <coughs> I mean, you, you should have expected it, but it still worked well because yeah. it kind of like cuts it cuts quickly away from Kimball getting picked up yeah. to them going, we found him, you know. Yeah. So your, your initial inference is, well, they must have, yeah, you know, they must be right on him because they've built up Gerard as being a smart guy who's on his hammer. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have seen it happening. So I, I like that. As I said, it's got a dislike, and I'll bring it up. <laughs> it's an amusing dislike for me. <laughs> I also like how they throw in that quick jolt of the mother and son being arrested, where Kimball's living. Yeah. And and yet, yeah. I like that scene even before that when he's he looks out the apartment. window and he sees the cops. He's like, shit. Yeah. When he's picking that apartment and they're talking Russian to each other or whatever it yeah. is. And they, and then you find out later on he's probably saying he's that wanted felon yeah. to his mum or whatever. And But they're more crooked than him. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know. Give a shit. They're like, whatever. We, he's going to pay us. Yeah. And we can, we can turf him at any point we want. Where was he getting his money from? Uh, he got... Uh, he got it out of Dr. Nichols' bloody he had handoff, a bit of cash. didn't he? Yeah. Fair old handoff. Bloody hell, he what, he could get a couple of months rent. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know where he got We that don't know how much, because he's just come from the country club or whatever, and yeah. he said, but he's told the police he's only giving him a couple yeah. of bucks, but yeah. it might have been... Yeah, hundreds. He's, he's European, it could be thousands. <laughs> Don't forget, this was uh, this was before we uh, had the pay wave and all. You had to carry a lot of cash on that. So. It might have been smarter for him to say I gave him a credit card or something. Yeah. yeah. One of my favourite sequences is the prison when he goes to see Driscoll mm. and then the escape out of there into the St Paddy's Day Parade. Mm. Yeah, um, that was good. I really love the good bit tension, how, right? Yeah, because you see Gerard coming down one set of stairs and... No, Kimball coming down one set and Gerard coming down the other yeah. and they're actually at either ends of the, yeah. the thing and then he sees him and he calls out Richard. He looks up, so yeah, yeah he knows I was watching him. that the whole time going, take your bloody coat off, mate. And, yeah. then, and then he did and you're like, a lot of the things, they sort of, you're sitting there thinking about it and then they, yeah, they implement it a couple of seconds yeah. later yeah. and you're just like, oh, that makes sense. That's what I would do. So it just keeps you in the moment. Yeah. They actually did it in the real parade too. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, that's right. They just, yeah. they just had a couple of people following with steady cams. I think they, they organised to be in with the guys that he walks in with, that mm-hmm. Harrison Ford walks in with. But all the rest of the stuff, I think, was just, just being followed around the actual parade. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the stuff where Tommy Lee Jones like looks out, jumps over the fence, like that's looking over the fence and stuff, and you see the people kind of like, what the fuck, you know, jumping down. Tommy Jones? Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why they're, they're running away. They're like, oh, he's a cranky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're back. You're back away from the fence. He's saying, I will not sanction your buffoonery, you bunch. <laughs> Shit. Um, but, yeah, it worked out really well, considering that they, you know, they just weaved in and out of the... The, the other cool thing around. about that is it actually goes towards Kimball's desperate, how desperate Kimball is to get, to clear his name. Yeah. He would go to a place that's full of police and yep. law enforcement just to see if this guy with one arm is the guy that attacked him. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 there's even that little tiny sequence where he gets in the elevator and there's just cops everywhere. They're all coming into the elevator and crowding around him. Mm. And it's just like, why would you do that? Like, yep. why would you do that? Yeah. But it's because he's desperate. He's de- he's now got info and he's desperate to find out who this guy is. Yeah, that's right. What's he got to lose? He's sitting there watching the whole time. Like, what does he legitimately... He's going to go back to prison and die anyway. Like, yeah. might as well give it a crack and try mm. and clear his name or try and avenge his wife. Good on Yeah. You. And I like the fact that he breaks into... The, the one-armed man's house and you find out about Sykes yeah and then you 
there's that whole thing where he, he works out Alec, this Alec bloke who he saw at the, the Benefit and Devlin McGregor. That's where that all comes out. Mm. And then he rings Gerard. And I love the fact that he doesn't hang up. Yeah. So he can actually it's lead hard. him to Sykes. To the clues, yeah. Yep. And so Gerard will start going, yeah, this something fishy about this whole thing. <laughs> it's so funny. He's like, shit, they turned up pretty quick. <laughs> He's trying to hightail it out of yeah. here. And I love the fact that you hear, right, because you saw Harrison looking down at the at the cars, the cop cars that are parked outside mm. of the houses, and then they hear, all right, get everyone over to this bloke's place, and you hear this, there's a unit already there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, again, I've got one little dislike to that, but it's more of a kind of, it's not, yeah, when I get to it, I'll, I'll say why I dislike it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's in terms of the scene, it's one of the best ones. The, the going up and down the stairs, and everything, and yeah. the way it all works out right through to Sykes is is one yeah. of the better parts of the movie. I thought. Mm. And I actually put the whole the whole last twenty five minutes as one big like. I just thought it was awesome the way that yeah he fights it out with Sykes on the train, yeah. and then he goes to the the thing, and that's where you kind of get the sense you you, you now realise that Charles is the the dodgy one. Yeah. And then, you know, they fight it out on the rooftop, but the whole time you've got Gerard closing in and you've got the Chicago police who believe he shot a cop. Yeah, yeah, They're just so acting you're adding like to that, Yeah, right? you're adding to them to the mix and, you know, he could get shot on the roof and everything like that. Mm. So all of that was really solid conclusion. It was suspenseful yeah. kind of stuff. Mm. Other likes? That was it for me. Um, I, I, we talked about it earlier. I did like how ruthless Tommy Lee Jones was in that in that scene in the house when they're getting when they're catching them. Yeah, where he just leans out, goes yeah, bang, yeah. bang, and just that that whole line of um, he's he's getting blown up for it. He's like, well, well, so you can blame me. I shot him. Yeah, and then he just hangs up. He just like he just like again. He just takes it up an extra notch and and everywhere and in every single point throughout the whole movie. And I love that bit where he says, "You could have." Bargained with him. Yeah, yeah. Me as I don't bargain. bargain. I like the um. I also liked the fashions in this. The um. I was like Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee are both dressed pretty well by today's standards. They yeah. both look like pretty well dressed. <laughs> the one armed man, on the other hand, is wearing an executive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he recently did a deal with he Frank just... Costanza. <laughs> not Costanza, who is it? Yeah. Morty Seinfeld. Morty, yeah. <laughs> to get a uh, like... box of executives over. He's the dodgiest, the dodgiest bloke ever. <laughs> he looks like he's, he's an undercover cop or something from, yeah. from the 70s. Yeah, he looks terrible in that bloody kid up, get up and that, you know, the, 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 the one hand, the plastic hand sort of sticking out. Yeah, <laughs> cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> the executive, it's a good look. It is, it's <laughs> worked for many a man. <laughs> All right, dislikes, people. Mm. I wouldn't have taken the ambulance. <laughs> you are, like, of all the vehicles to take, it sticks out like dog's balls. But <laughs> it's, it's the whole cannonball run theory of <laughs> you go as fast as you want and you go through red lights. That's right. <laughs> but he's also, it's like, it seems like it just takes him at the moment. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like there's, a, there's a car with the keys. And he didn't have skills to... Break into cars yeah. and shit. Yeah. He wasn't really yeah. in the position to do it. Yeah, it wasn't the smartest move. It's not the best move. Though. No, I'd have stayed on foot. But doesn't it set up some glory? I'd have taken it for ten to fifteen minutes and then then got on. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the sheriff at the train station he gets ripped by by uh, Tommy Lee for 
yeah. you know, not securing the scene or whatever, is just awful at his job. <laughs> awful. <laughs> like, I could have torn his work apart. I mean, you're telling me that we're led to believe that these guys have been there for what? An hour, 45 minutes? And they didn't find the leg irons, which have to be in very close proximity to the train, because Tommy Lee goes, have a look, and then yeah. a minute and a half later they're going, hey, boss, yeah, leg irons. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The guy's willing to take the word of one witness. Mm. I don't care what police, you know, what, what sort of buffoonery you are sanctioning. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what you're doing. You don't go, bingo, we've got our state yeah. solved. You're talking yeah. about wanted fugitives, murderers. Yeah. You've got you make sure you see those corpses. You've got yeah, confirmation, right. you know. If you don't have the confirmation... It's a minor quibble, but I mean the bloke just did a dreadful, just, the bloke yeah. did a dreadful job. <laughs> that, fits into, that fits into just with how focused they are on, on making sure that the Chicago police look like complete twats. And, yes, and they yeah. stick to their if, if they make a mistake, they'll stick to it to the hill. Yeah, yeah. we can't be wrong, sort of thing. Yeah, the which uh, is which brings me to the one I was sort of mentioning before that I don't feel like he would have gone down for this crime just because he's the whitest guy, immaculate character references. At every single turn, he's trying to help people and that's how he lives his life. And there is and problems. Then, uh, it's like the he, no one else could get into the apartment, but like, how much of an oversight is it the wife's car got taken home by someone As you else? said, we got the blood force trauma. Yeah. There's got to be like blood spatter. Blood spatter. There's got to yeah. be fingerprints on the weapon. Yeah. There's got to be this sort of stuff to really kind of seal the deal, yeah. doesn't it? Like, Which I didn't really think about as I much guess, when I was um, watching I guess it, we've seen cases where people have gone down for less. Down for less, yeah. yes. Which is why you So that's what they were kind of going with, yeah. I think, mm. was... There's enough there to say they give you, you could enough, have been involved. They give you enough for a for a movie to, to satisfy your kind of quick on the run thinking that as you said, Adam, there's yep. there's enough okay, there to say he no did. forced entry, there's this, there's blood on him. And then they, they keep talking about his the insurance. Yeah. So you were you said to inherit a lot of money. Yeah. And so that, yeah, that's, that's the other thing. Like he doesn't need money. Like I'm well, that's right. That's a that's a shame. Which is good. But and they do they do say that a couple of times. They try that back with. Why would you? Yeah. Why why would he need the money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Why would he need it? Then it I always don't like. Around. I don't actually like the. I, I like the idea of the jump from the dam, but it's <laughs> actually that's what that's the worst edited bit in the whole movie. <laughs> it looks terrible. Like, you can tell it's just a dummy, and it only it kind of goes from Harrison going like this. To a dummy just going. The yeah, legs, yeah. the legs. He would have landed. It's like something out of Leo Wanker or Shitsky or something. Yeah, Leo Wanker would have looked a little bit more professional. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny because you always, every time you see them, you kind of see the body start to fold up in an unnatural fashion. The fucking legs are flailing up near the head somewhere. <laughs> If I'm jumping, I'm going to me, straight point. To me, yeah. you take the George Miller approach. Jump off that. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, into the water? Well, yeah. yeah. You want to do a dummy, you know, just let me, give me 10 minutes, I'll get Paisy on the phone, you'll jump off. <laughs> um, straight down? That edge of the dam? Or? What was the one he jumped off in the... Uh, uh, it wasn't straight down, that was the other no, thing. No, it was more like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you had to jump a long way out. Page in the Ned Kelly thing where he took a fucking 18-meter drop? On his back off the yeah. fucking cliff at one yeah. point. Like, or wasn't that in stone? Could have been. He drives off the cliff in the motorbike and then... No, no, no. I remember the Ned Kelly oh, one where he just falls backwards into a little... Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, no. Was that Mad Dog Mauler? 
That's it, Mad Dog Morgan it was. That bloke. Well, he was trying to get away from bloody. He was trying to get away from fucking Dennis Hopper. <laughs> no. well, the whole country was trying to rid themselves of Dennis Hopper. <laughs> he was like a cancer. God. Um, um, yeah, here's what? my favourite. This is my favourite dislike. The whole bit about him picking, getting picked up on the road. He looks like a gigolo. He's got to look around all coy like. And he's just give you a ride. He's like. Yeah, he's, he's just. Uh, he's just expect the next things out of his mouth. Going, <laughs> he's expect the next words out of his mouth is, "Have you got the cash?" <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. wearing. He's wearing that grandpa's vest. He's <laughs> his um cardigan. <laughs> Look, I don't know doubt. Like an eighty year old. I don't know doubt what she was looking for. <laughs> she might have been just looking for a ride, but she was looking for some action. No question. I don't know how he's she, walking. She'd point, been told on the vine that there was a gigolo who worked that road. Yeah, there's a gigolo on the side of the road that looks a little bit like Harrison Ford. I wouldn't mind a piece of that action. Yeah. <laughs> One of my biggest dislikes is this. There's just too many times where it's just a little fake out with the police. Yeah. There's, there's just too many. Yeah. Like. Mm. Obviously he's, obviously, he's putting himself in harm, harm's way a couple of times, but there's the one where he's walking across the road, then you see the... And then he keeps walking across. But my my least favourite one was the, the, the drug-dealing yeah, yeah. son. Like, yeah. It just felt unnecessary. Yeah, because actually they'd already done that with the switch with Laughlin, or whatever his yeah. name was. Yeah. So why you didn't really need that. You could have left felt, that out. Yeah, it just felt like just one too many because everywhere he went, there was just a stray kind of cop strutting around or talking yeah. to him or a cop car or something like that. And again, that. I think it was they were trying to keep the tension and the, the yeah. suspense there. Yeah. But his son, son ended up giving them the giving the location of him. Yeah. 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 And by Gerard them, so. could um, see that he'd been f- falsifying his... The documents. documentation yeah. and all that stuff. It was necessary for the son to kind of point out where he was, but... There's points through it where they probably could have dropped one or two of them because the fact that Gerard is constantly on his case and constantly, you know, figuring things out is enough for you yeah. to be going, shit, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, keep yeah. moving. Yeah. You can't hang around too long, you know. If them, um, them busting into an empty apartment would have been good enough and having to wait around. Yeah, yeah. or something like, yeah. you know, I think there could have been another way around that. But Well, it could have been that they got a tip. Yeah. And they turned up and he was already gone. Like, he was yeah, ahead yeah, of the game. Because um, that's what kind of the way they played it out, that, mm. that Kimball was just one step ahead. He was just slightly ahead of Gerard. Mm. And so that could have played out as, as well and would have had less of that, oh, we've seen this all before, cops mm. knocking down the door. And he, surely the cops would have come and spoken to him. He's living in the apartment. Yeah. It didn't so, actually did you show, know anything about these he's... two? Yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan of that one. Look, the, other, the only other question I've got, when he goes to visit the bloke in jail, right, he's working his way down the list. When you find out number four on the list is in jail, you perhaps say, I'll just quickly check out number five before I go to yeah, number yeah. four. He's too smart. He's too smart for that. He's too smart for that, Jed. If five is crossed off the list, I'll go back to four. I'm thinking, shit, four is like... Maybe I could check out and see if I could find a photo of the bloke before I go into the prison. Yeah. 
Better still, I'll just double check but number five. You... If I can, if number five's got an address and I can bust into his house and find all the evidence, no need. Sorry. to... Hang on, no. How easy was it for him to find that evidence in that house? I oh, know no, everything was just laying around. It was laid out. Oh my god, there's a the manila folder with all the things that would convict me if everyone, anyone ever got their hands on it. <laughs> got to keep it in one though. folder just in case I have to tuck it away very quickly. If in case I need to hide it, <laughs> have it all in one place. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I better collate all the damning evidence. <laughs> Quick question though. <laughs> Wasn't the the what hadn't those five people been getting their prosthetic prosthetic limbs from that hospital? Mm. So it begs the question is wouldn't their photos and stuff have been on file there? He only has so a computer what, access. Yeah. I Wouldn't know, there have been other prosthetic places as well? How is that the only prosthetic location in... Anyway. <laughs> well... There's lots of little things. I guess it was Chicago yeah, Memorial and things like yeah. that. It was the Chicago metropolitan area. Yeah, yeah. So the people that were... The computers looked like the... Uh, yeah. They, Apple they were, Yeah, they weren't, uh, they weren't capable of holding the photos there, but they yeah. might have had them on, on a file, file somewhere. I watched a lot of this going... They might have had that collected in a handy yeah. manila folder as well. I watched, I watched this, a lot of this going... The police would be watching this being livid. Like the... From back then, just going the... All the work is sloppy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then also thinking there's no way you can get away with this now because, like, you'd have to include, like, video cameras and all that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, You'd have to yeah. have a face-off scenario in order to make it believable. Well, it's a yeah. much harder movie to make yeah. now. Because yeah. as you said, yeah. you know, we yes, just he was wearing gloves and everything. You but couldn't do it Now you're talking way. DNA, you're talking skin cells, you're yeah, talking all right. that stuff. That and just surveillance. Yes. Yeah. The old laminated IDs. Yeah. He's working with them. Yeah. My biggest thing is that and look, I think this is a personal thing. Mm. I felt there was a slight lull yeah. after he starts investigating the one-armed men. Mm. And also he just strolls around with bloody impunity. <laughs> <laughs> he's the most wanted man in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, he shaved his beard. Yeah, he oh. shaved his beard and he died. <laughs> I, I get that he shaved his beard and he dyed his hair, but... You still want to be a little bit cautious. Yeah. Where are... A false beard. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> that. Draw he shaves his beard, then gives it a false one, looks exactly the same. Get a black texture and scribble on a moustache or something. <laughs> yeah, make it one of those ones that goes, boing, you know, twirl moustache, you know, they'll never suspect me. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of rolls in, he, he becomes the janitor, no questions That's asked. That's right. <laughs> now that you mention that, isn't that what happens in Rob Flick? <laughs> it does. He becomes a doctor member. Give, give me 5,000 cc's. I remember, when he, remember when he's sitting in the, he's in the fishing shop yeah. and he's doing the, the usual suspects when he sees a poster of himself and quickly draws a pencil, you know, quickly draws a moustache and blacks out some teeth. And then the bloke behind the counter goes, hey, stop. He points to a guy that looks as you just described. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna watch that again tomorrow as well. That um, that old trick of a guy standing next to the door he wants to sneak into, waiting for someone yeah. to go through it and then rolling into it. If I see a guy standing next to a door that shouldn't what be there, you can I help you there? Mate? I'm watching. I'm watching the door on the way past. Yeah, yeah. But again. There's no questions asked about the fact that the janitor has probably been working there for 10 years, mm. just either didn't turn up or he's turned up the next day and they're both cleaning the 
Yes. The whole thing. Man. No, I, You've never seen the blind. I really before. understand that. Oh, and yeah. no one goes, who the hell are you? There's lots of little things. The Ditto which one was also is little but bloody stupid. The, his, the ponytail's been given the photo. You need to identify this man. And he comes back like four or five or six, I don't know, a day later or hours later. I don't know how much it is. And all he's done is blow up the photograph <laughs> and get the and get the name of the hospital underneath. And then that's and that's enough to lead to the next link. It's just yeah. I would have been like, that's all you've done. Yeah, I would have been like, Gerard, like, you're off that case. And then, yeah, Gerard's like, that's the best work I've ever seen anybody do. Like, that's because like, Gerard couldn't be bothered so to learn how to use a photocopier. Obviously, <laughs> how'd you blow that up? Shit. <laughs> that's probably it for me. Yeah, that was I didn't really have that. What about clumsy doctor fight? That was the that felt a bit out of place. Oh, for the. Me. The two doctors punching each other around the room. Oh, yeah. Nickel, no, no. Nickel looks ready to rumble. He's throwing a few, uh, throwing a few hurt bombs. He's throwing some haymakers though. Um, I was, I was broken hearted that they made the bad guy a European. They have to give him, have to give the bad guy a freaking <laughs> accent every single time. What is with that? It was the nineties. No, someone else. I don't even think he had the accent, but then the other guy couldn't finish the. The job, so they had to recast. Oh, really? And reshoot. Was it an actor? And they picked him. They like, he wasn't European enough, obviously. They felt Hans Hans Gruber was a good good villain. Let's get ourselves a Hans Gruber. They just, you know, they've just gone the whole steps. He should have been offering Richard Olives when they turned up. Do you remember (laughs) who the other actor was? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was that role. Huh. We better do a fact check I'll on check that. Check that. Yeah. Any any other dislikes? Anything else? Uh, I liked that I'd seen this movie before we podcasted it. That was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You liked that you watched the right one this week. Look, you know what? We've been we've been doing we've done 180 episodes. We've been skirting with one of us watching the wrong film before getting on here. So it's only a matter of time. That's from progression. Uh, well, it has happened, but we had enough time to rectify. This is the first time that someone's actually turned up and said, "Oh shit, I'll watch the other one." <laughs> All right, that is the fugitive. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podomatic. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com and on Instagram at thrillmepodcast.au. Keep an eye on our Facebook page for more details of the next film we'll cover. I believe we should go back to a bit of Drek to, to welcome Gibbo back to the podcast. <laughs> uh, but until the next film, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.